Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, we got a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way to get you set to bet and win, hopefully, this weekend in the National Football League, Week 13 in the Professionals, and Conference Championship Weekend in college football. Our friend Sam Paniotovich is going to join us in just a second to give us his football bets coming up for this weekend. 20 minutes from now, we'll board the locomotive. Day 5 of Lochmas. Ken Barkley will give his entire college football card out. You are not going to want to miss that. 20 minutes from now, Ken's entire college football card for conference championship weekend. Soccer bets at the end of the hour from our pal Anthony DeBundo. We'll get NFL prompt bets next hour from Brad Evans. We'll get all of PJ Glassers, the Glassman's bets for football this weekend next hour as well. One hour from now, for people watching right now on YouTube and Twitch, if you're watching on Stadium and you want to participate in this, head on over. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And uh, tell us what your favorite football bet is coming up for this weekend and give us the reason why. And we'll talk about a couple of them coming up one hour from now to kick off hour number three of today's show. And in the final hour of the program, that's 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, all our bets for tonight and all our bets for week 13, NFL Sunday. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity, our two hours on stadium on this Friday, is the aforementioned, our good friend, Sam Paniotovich. You watch Sam talk about sports betting on Nesson. You read his sports betting writing on FoxSports.com. And you can also check out the Bear Bets podcast with our pal Chris Felica, among others. And his sports betting podcast, Sam's podcast, is Chicken Dinner. We encourage you to check it out wherever you find your podcasts. Sam is on Twitter, at SP Shoot. Sammy, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? When you get done reading that long intro back from break and then you intro me, do you just like huff oxygen for the next 30 seconds? How did you just do that? Like, that's amazing to me. I appreciate that. And like, I'm, that is just off, off, off the top of my dome. Candidly. That is, that, <laughs> that is just, just making up. You didn't up as read I anything? Zero. No, he doesn't read any of that of stuff ever. Oh. Sam, he, Sam, he never reads any of those things. Any intros, any, like it's all, it's all committed to memory. It's, 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 it's Edlund, yeah. Listen, like I, I say this to people sometimes. I appreciate that very much. I'm not trying to gas myself up. This is my one talent in life. I suck at everything else, but at this I'm pretty good. Everything else I'm bad at, but at this I'm pretty good. Then Japanese video games get a little skill there. And don't don't sell games yourself short of the pretty Yakuza. Good at, to, to you know? be fair, right. so thanks, buddy. <laughs> Sam, Sam, we've uh, we've had you on all season, obviously, to talk college football and NFL. And when when we talk college football with you, it usually uh, and ends up involving quarterback injuries in in games. How you think the the backup's going to play? Whether you think the market has moved enough? Kind of information that you're sharing with our audience. So I'm kind of excited to talk to you about this ACC championship game with Florida State and Louisville. Seems like the status of projected Florida State starter Tate Rodemaker may end up going up to kickoff uh, in concussion protocol, as as is the case with most college injuries. Like we really don't know a lot about what's going to happen here. So obviously, if you know for sure what's going to happen, uh, feel free to share with us. Uh, Brock Glenn, who played very sparingly this year, would be the backup quarterback um, this year, uh, or would be the starter, sorry, if Rodemaker was unable to go. So Florida State, about a one, one and a half point favorite. We don't really know whether the quarterback's going to play, but you have a strong opinion on the game. I think that's interesting. What is it? I don't care who's at quarterback. In fact, I think, honestly, they might be better with Brock Glenn, who was a four-star recruit out of Covington, Tennessee. You know, Florida State swooped in at the last minute. He was going to go to one of the Big Ten powers. Um, Glenn was looking at Michigan and Ohio State. So it's not like this kid is, you know, some bum off the street and they've been coaching him up and 
and they do feel confident about Brock Glenn. But if it's Rodemaker or Glenn, to me, Ken, it's it's not really that big of a drop-off. I look at the drop in the point spread, and I see a number that opened Florida State six and a half, and now we're down to one. And to me, it's just an ultimate by-low on the more talented team with more NFL players. They've got three guys in the front seven at Florida State who are going to play on Sundays probably next year. I wasn't going to lay three. I wasn't going to lay four. But the fact that I can lay one at multiple sports books in America right now with what I believe is the better team, I just have to do it. It's, it's an auto buy on the right price. It's, it's weird, too, because I, I sort of want Florida State out of the playoff picture. <laughs> you know, I think the perfect playoff would be Oregon West, Texas South, Michigan Midwest, and Georgia Southeast. That would be the best playoff maybe we've ever had. But I don't like Louisville to beat Florida State. I know there are issues at Florida State offensively, but Louisville still has to score on Florida State. And to me, that is the deciding factor in the game. I like the Knolls. I, I kind of think, just me, the Northeast should be represented in the college football playoff. Hashtag mm. Ramily. Fordham in the college football playoff? Maybe have a better chance than, than, in than there, Florida maybe? State. Gets the, no, not Rutgers. Yeah. Not, 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 not Rutgers. Maybe, maybe Fordham. Uh, Sammy, let's go to the SEC and find out if uh, you think Georgia is going to make the playoff, right? Georgia, five-and-a-half-point favorite against Bama. Total in the mid-50s here in the SEC championship game. What do you have for us here as, once again, we get uh, you know, the master against the student here, Kirby and Saban, Georgia and Bama. What do you got? I like Georgia's team. I do. But l- let me put it this way. like From a power rating standpoint, last year Georgia was a 98 or a 99 out of 100. I think this year they're like a 92. It's a very, very good Georgia team. It's not a great Georgia team, especially on defense. The last two defenses were a lot better. I think Saban's going to have a lot of things cooking for Carson Beck, who really sort of cakewalked through a very easy schedule. They didn't play any really fantastic defenses. I mean, they're playing Missouri and Ole Miss and Tennessee and Kentucky. And I still think Saban's D, which is a lot better in December than it was in September, is going to give this kid some problems. I mean, this isn't Stetson Bennett, two-year starter, who's poised and has moxie. This is a kid. And I, I like Georgia. Like I said, I think they're a very good team. But my number's three, three and a half. So the fact that I could take five and a half is just, just the, the right number. Um, You're going to hear me talk about this a lot in championship weekend. We overreact a lot. You know, Oregon a month ago was four, four and a half on Washington. Now Oregon's almost 10 a month ago. Georgia's two and a half, three. Now it's five, five and a half. I, I, I look at Saban also in this game and not that what happened, you know, 10 years ago matters today, but how about these two nuggets for you? Nick Saban is 10 and one in SEC championship games. And Nick Saban teams have won 16 straight games in the city of Atlanta. (laughs) I I don't even need to win. I just need to cover five and a half. Everything rolled together. I'm taking the points. This game could be 24-20 either way. I want Georgia to win, but but five and a half is, is a little too heavy. And we saw that once it got to six offshore all week, blasted back to five and a half. Blasted to five. So there's resistance on Bama when this number gets too high. I was trying to figure out. 
I guess the, the SEC loss is probably like to the Tebow Florida team that then they beat the next year and Tebow cried afterward. Like, did Florida get them the year before? I, mean, I have to look. I have to look this up. I think that's what it is. But I was, anytime it's like an and one, you're always like, well, what's the one? I gotta like know what the one is. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Sam, we'll do the NFL in a second, but you kind of alluded to Oregon. There, you know, some other big spread college football games. I'm sure you've thought about. Maybe that in Washington, it kind of sounds like is that number is like nine and a half, ten. Michigan's a huge favorite, like more than three touchdowns against Iowa. Texas is a big favorite at noon tomorrow against Oklahoma State. Any other like thoughts on these big games? Just like again, a, a day like championship Saturday, I feel like even if you have even some leans for games that you like here in about a minute before we do the NFL, uh, I think people would like to hear them. I am probably tomorrow after I have a couple cocktails in the middle of the day, I'm probably going to bet Iowa team total under two and a half in the first half because I'm a sicko. Um, I, I think that's a, first of all, it's a hysterical bet, but I watch more Iowa maybe than anybody this year. There were three times in the last five weeks I had Iowa on TV one in my office. That's, that's upsetting when I say that out loud. They couldn't move the ball against Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, Northwestern. Those are all defenses that are okay. Uh, maybe they're good. Michigan's defense is elite. And this is going to be, here's what it's going to be for the entire first half tomorrow. Michigan to the 40, Michigan punt. Iowa at the 10, Iowa gets three and a half yards, punts back to Michigan. That's going to be the entire first half. And eventually Michigan's going to pull away. I don't think Michigan wins bowling away because Iowa's defense is really good too. But there's a chance, boys, Iowa gets shut out in the game. So I like under two and a half Iowa points in the first half. And I know that sounds like degeneracy, but – I think they get shut out, as I said. Well, welcome to a sports betting show where I think you one of us. You found a home here, my friend. <laughs> uh, Sam Panionovich is our guest on Twitter at SP Shoot, Ness and Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sammy, you got four more bets to give us here, three NFL bets and then the chuckle game. We've only got about five minutes left in the interview. So if you could give these to us in like 45 seconds or so, that would be great. Let's start in the NFL with the Niners and the Eagles coming up on Sunday in Philadelphia. San Fran laying three on the road. What do you have in this one? Well, your six-minute intro is taken away from my analysis, but we'll we'll save that for a different day. Fair, fair enough, man. Uh, You're right. I like San Francisco. I like San Francisco. I'll keep these short and sweet. I mean, they're my highest power-rated team in football. I just wrote a story about it on Fox with Chris Andrews at the South Point, and, and he says, look, basically, in so many words, we don't care about records. We don't care about rankings. To us, it's about full health and power rating, and when healthy – San Francisco is the best team in football, and they are healthy. They lost those three, had the bye. They've been rolling through teams ever since. And, look, how many times can Philly be outplayed and win? They were the worst team for three quarters, maybe four quarters against Kansas City. They were the worst team for three quarters against Buffalo. You give them credit for winning those two, but you can't play with fire forever, not against San Francisco. If they're not ready, they're going to get slapped around. I was right about the Saban thing, by the way. 2008 SEC Championship game, Florida 31, Alabama 20. I actually think I cut the highlight of that game. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Sam, Lions laying four against the Saints uh, in New Orleans. What do we like here? I love betting against Dan Campbell. You know, it's it's awesome now, too, because I did it on Thanksgiving. And, and I think a lot of the things that I thought were true came to fruition. I mean, there were so many boneheaded decisions in this game. Uh, or in that game, rather, against Green Bay. But you look at basically a lopsided one-way market. I mean, Detroit from three to three and a half to four. And, you know, every bookmaker in Vegas says, yeah, you know, we really need the Saints this week. So this is a fade of Detroit. I know that this is a, quote, bounce-back, unquote, spot. And 
They've had the extra time. But I want to see this team battle through adversity. I, I don't know that they are tactically better than people think they are. So I'm going to take four, maybe a, a 21-20 game. And look, the Saints are really good on D. Not, maybe not as good as they've been in years past, but they can negate a lot of what Detroit wants to do. This is a bad matchup, I think, for Detroit. Detroit goes up 14 nothing, it, it's over. But if the Saints could score first, get Derek Carr, play action pass down the field, take a 7 nothing lead, this will be an interesting game. And I think four is a, is a good bet with the Saints. And, and and helping Sam's handicap there and his bet on New Orleans, Chris Olave, a full practice today. He has not yet cleared concussion protocol, so still up in the air. But it seems like, from what reporters are saying, that Olave is trending towards being cleared and playing in the game on Sunday. Derek Carr's top option in the passing attack. Sammy, let's wrap the NFL bets up here, and then we'll get to the chuckle game. What do you have for us here with the Panthers and the Bucks in Tampa? So I am going to give full credit to uh, Adam Chernoff here. I know he comes on your guys' show. He uh, he shared this pick with us on Nesson, and I said, hey, I'm going to spin this forward. And he said, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I tweeted it out. comes on Nesson every week, and I he gave five and a half on Carolina. It's, it's down to five at a lot of shops, and I think a lot of the handicap is that, look, Tampa Bay has been playing in a lot of really close games, and they've been, you know, really like field goal games for, for what feels like almost the last – four or five weeks and they've been fighting and scratching and clawing. I mean, a 27, 20 game, a 39, 37 game, a 16, 13 game. Yeah. They beat the Titans 20 to six, but the Buccaneers guys are four and seven. They've lost six of their last seven games and they're laying five, five and a half. I know Carolina sucks, but you still got a team that's trying. You got a quarterback who's trying to get better. It's not like Carolina's quit. I think Arizona maybe has quit. I think there are some other teams like New England that has quit. I don't think Carolina's quit, and I'm going to take five with the Panthers. It won't be pretty. It won't be popular, but <laughs> there's no way I'm laying five with Tampa Bay. There's a Dave Brubeck joke to be made here somewhere. We're taking five with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Sam, let's close with this. Um, you texted me that the chuckle game, we haven't been laughing a lot recently, but as I texted you back, my friends, America loves a comeback. Let's laugh all the way to the pay window this weekend, my friend. What is the chuckle game here in about 30 seconds, complete with rotation number to wrap up the interview? Transparency, very important. Chuckle game from 6-2 and two to 6-5. and five. Records matter, even on this radio program. Um, I like the over. 308-953, Youngstown State and Villanova. 57, 57 and a half. I don't think it's going to move that much because this line's been around for a while. Villanova's offense, if you haven't seen it, they score 48 touchdowns, 33 points per game. They got a really good quarterback. They carry the pace. This game's in the 60s. I like the over Villanova, Youngstown State. Jay Wright's got him cooking. Sammy, great stuff. Love having you on the show. We appreciate it. On Twitter at SP Shoot, Nesson, Fox Sports, and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. My friend, best of luck with the bets. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you next week. Love you, boys. See ya. Our pal Sam Paniotovich joining us here on You Better, You Bet. We'll take a quick break, and on the other side, on our friends on Stadium and the rest of our platforms, we'll board the locomotive. You want all of Ken Barkley's bets for conference championship weekend in college football? You got it. Next. <laughs> 